and welcome to Crafts and Crime. I'm Amy. I'm Lane. And as always, we have a craft and a crime. We almost did it. I know. <laughs> we are a little. It's a. It's a, <laughs> It's like if it was Monday again. <laughs> yeah, but it's Tuesday, Tuesday that we're recording. Tuesday seems to be a good day because Mondays mm-hmm. are kind of hard. It's usually a catching up day because I didn't finish over the weekend because mm-hmm. it's hard to do homework on the weekend. Yeah. It is, um, because most of the time I'm, like, hogging up the TV when I do my research, and so <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I need to watch another video. So, like, yeah, when I was finishing up my research last night, the kids were like, is this scary? I'm like, just get out of here. Just <laughs> be quiet. Just don't look at it. But, <laughs> don't look at it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Lily, she looks, the blood on her neck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a day for me. I probably got... What did I say? Like five hours of sleep? Five Probably or six not hours even. You said you woke up a lot. Yeah, I couldn't fall asleep. And then Jack is sick. And so he woke me up coughing when his alarm went off at three. And I got broken sleep. So I probably slept like three hours, three, three or four hours, and then mm-hmm. another hour. And oh, I'm like dying. So I am riding the struggle bus. And then I woke <laughs> up to the kids, the little ones. Had gotten into the breakfast shake mix, the chocolate breakfast shake mix. They oh, had a bunch of cups stuff. of water. They somehow, Lincoln, opened up the DayQuil, but they didn't drink any of it. This was like minutes after I woke up. And mm-hmm. and um, and um, he had poured it in a water bottle and yeah. then like shook it up with some of the chocolate mix and stuff. And so he was just messing around with stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, how? And even Jack was like, how do you get the DayQuil thing open? He literally used his teeth and like pried it open so thankfully he didn't like get any but was um, that in the locked up medicine box no it was sitting it's out on the counter it's gonna have to be now I know oh, cause Jack cause Jack took it before so. work yeah and so left it out but it's like child proof but not Lincoln proof it was Lenore nothing it is Lincoln proof child proof for Lenore either because she's strong little baby hands well she's not baby now but yeah so we have a medicine safe <laughs> we literally can't have just a lock on anything it has to be like a combination safe and um, because he was the kid that at like three years old learned how to open the baby gates for Lily, like him and Lily were they're, they're just two peas in a pod. But yeah, they got into a bunch of stuff and poured milk in the dog water. Um, they uh, I can't even keep it all. But I can't even remember now. It was just one thing after another. And so what time was this at? This was at nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. And. Because I had fallen back asleep for like an hour. I fell back asleep at like seven. So from like four to seven, I didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I heard them and I was like, oh, they're in the kitchen. So I was like, That's right. Because I was texting you at six because I had been awake mm-hmm. for a while. And I was like, why is she texting me back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw it like, t- you know, the little do 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 the typing. Yep. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. But I was like, just try to go back to sleep. But then you have that groggy, like that nap feeling because you'd been me. awake for so long. Yeah. I had the opposite hours. problem. I lay down with Kurt. Uh, he didn't have to go to work today for uh, an appointment. And so we got to stay up like a whole hour extra. So <laughs> we laid down at eight and I was so tired and I figured, oh, we'll just lay down. And then when I'll wake up, like I had notes to finish wrapping mm-hmm. up and stuff for today. And then all of a sudden I woke up and he wasn't in bed and my brain went, oh, well, he's either in the bathroom getting ready or he already went to work. I sit up, I look at the clock. And I'm like, holy shit, it's four. What is <laughs> yeah. happening? And then yeah. I remembered, oh, he doesn't have work today. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I slept the entire night. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, I had stuff I had to do. So I ended up redoing my notes this morning. So I woke up at, like, four, but I'd gone to bed at eight. I got, like, mm-hmm. just eight and a half, nine hours of sleep. Oh, lucky. But, and, but then what happened is my body 
did not want to do that anymore. So by 730, I fell asleep again. Yeah, I figured. That was me. I and fell now, back asleep at 7, <laughs> 7. After, it was after 7 because me and you were like texting. And then I was like tossing and turning, I know, for a good hour. And so, Boo. yeah, I, I'm, and I'm not a person who naps. I never nap. So I'm, I've got that groggy feeling. And then, you know, with the kids and their room, oh, they got into oatmeal. So that's all over the room. <laughs> never ending. Oh, the radishes. It's, oh, the radishes. Yeah. And that's the thing is like anybody that has toddlers knows they are stealthy. They can be so quiet when they want to. And that they're is just p- evil geniuses. Yeah, they and know. that is why. And I was even telling Avery this morning because she was helping me try to find that water bottle that had the Nyquil or the Dayquil and the <laughs> the chocolate powder and stuff in it. <laughs> and um, oh my gosh, that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> little cat hair fluffy cat hair fluff in my face um so i was like man i'm so glad we have cameras because i could see they didn't drink any they just played with it you know mm-hmm. and so that's why you know safety is a concern <laughs> and that's why we have cameras and um mm-hmm. but man they are so quiet and sometimes like i'll think i hear them and so then i'll like look at the reflection in that china cabinet mm-hmm. and i can see lincoln like up in the cabinets and i'm like what are you doing yeah basically oh, if they they're being quiet they're doing something they shouldn't exactly be. and they had the whole giant brand new container of salt like right before you came over uh-huh. with like bite marks in the side of it like they were trying to get into the salt container and i'm like you do realize what this is it's not like a big thing of candy it's <laughs> salt i'm like i kind of wish they got to it and <laughs> They probably would have poured it in the turtle tank or something. I know. I know. Poor Phyllis. No. They I think they kind of are scared of Phyllis. We have a um a red eared slider and her name is Phyllis and she has a big tank in our living room. And um yeah, I think they're scared of her because they watch her like eat the lettuce and the broccoli and stuff and she can chomp. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's big. She's not a little one. She's like mid-sized. Yeah. I mean, they're strong enough. They could take off one of their fingers. Mm-hmm. Not ours probably, but one of the kids if they mm-hmm. put their finger in. Yeah. So I think they're scared enough of her that they, <laughs> they don't. Like even when they feed her, they like keep their hands above the thing. <laughs> but yeah. So it's been a struggle with my kids, but you know, that's child that's having children so i'm just yeah we're in the struggle bus today so sorry to vent about my kids it wasn't but chickens this time i know but yeah i have well you just moved your chickens and yep here we go i just moved my <laughs> six baby i am samanis um i have two roosters for sure and the other four i'm pretty positive are girls mm-hmm. and um so i moved them in with my two hens artemis and honeydew honeydew is a bigger like us sapphire gem chicken mm-hmm. and then artemis is like a really we were just talking about how runty she is she's yeah, so small she's little and these babies are only like not even three months old yet and they're mm-hmm. as tall as her not yeah. obviously as filled out and fluffy but uh-huh. i think that's why she perceives them as a threat and honeydew is like Pfft. yeah <laughs> but i actually thought honeydew was going to be the one and it's not mean. yep it's oh. artemis and she's pecking them she's and probably like hey now i'm the boss exactly you know? yeah so. so she's like but th- i sat there for like an hour and i watched them and it she's not trying to be vicious but she's literally like get away from me mm-hmm. so what i was um before we had started i was telling you like i i'm gonna put the baby's food and waterer on one side and mm-hmm. then keep Artemis and even so they though they bullied, all flock but... together but there's yeah. a better chance that they'll go to their food on that side and then uh-huh. they, they'll go separate but 
it just seems like um, the babies are cornering up in one side and when Artemis wanted to go over there, she like clucked her way over and then mm-hmm. was like buck, 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 to get him out of her uh-huh. way. They weren't even bothering her, but then she stops as long yeah. as they move out of her way and they leave her like just get away. They're not yeah. even bothering her, but I'm just like, my baby, I can't believe you're mm-hmm. the one doing it. But I guess it's better because she's smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember <laughs> when like <laughs> when we had all the chicks and we put them in with my three hens yeah. and now that group had when we had those chicks they were two roosters and um four hens right my my two your two yeah yeah and so um remember how they were getting all picked on and and Mm -hmm. (laughs) miss frizzle is the one that gets all picked on the most she's got like no Mm -hmm. feathers oh they're coming back but yeah yeah, remember how she was kind of like through bullying too so it's like it's just literal pecking order yeah they're gonna figure it out and Mm -hmm. Like, I don't hear anybody screaming, so Mm -hmm. they seem fine. But the funny part, though, is Honeydew is like, I want out. Why'd you put him in there? Why'd you put him in here? Yeah. But they've started running to her. Hmm. Um, She doesn't, like, coddle them or anything. But she's just like, okay, I'll tolerate you. Yeah, she at least, (laughs) like, lets them come near her enough that it seems to be enough. But it's it's just, it's nerve-wracking. It really is. Like, that's the thing on the farm is that it's not all fluffy and beautiful. And And I have seen so many chickens in our chicken groups literally Mm -hmm. get scalped to the skull bone. I've had chickens get I'm so afraid of that. And yeah, that for sure happens. And I'm so nervous. But it it looks like it's fine already. I'm thinking it's going to be really bad. It would be immediately. Yeah, you would know right away because we've had to... Uh, slowly integrate because we'll put some in and then they'll get bullied and we have to take mm-hmm. them back out. And so that's what I'm a little worried about with the chicks that I have mm-hmm. that are in the transition, you know, cause I have three yes. different areas. I have my chickens and I have my teenagers and mm-hmm. then I have my babies. Yeah. And so the babies are almost ready to go in where the teenagers are, mm-hmm. but the teenagers, there's some roosters in there. So I'm a little worried about mm-hmm. how it's going to be with my rooster, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just that was absolutely an issue we had, though, because the little Rue, he immediately like what we what we call it down here. when you look up is when mm-hmm. you're going to like, you know, start fighting and yeah. you're going to punk him. And he totally like he looked yeah. up right to Artemis and she was like, bitch, you better get out of my face. <laughs> and she picked the hell out of him. And yeah. she like she jumped up and leg kicked him like yeah. a rooster would do. So yeah. the little that was initially I think what started it. It was the boys of the babies. Yeah. If they it's had left her alone, I think it would have been mm-hmm. fine. I'll never forget yeah. when freaking um oh my gosh i'm trying to play now <laughs> which one was your rooster oh feline um, yes when he attacked me and miss frizzle was like oh my God. <laughs> all up in the business like come on come on oh like with gosh, her little like, crackhead looking she's like get feathers. away from my man yeah oh but anyways enough talk about chickens we've <laughs> kids it wasn't and that chickens. Long. i know kids and chickens it's our life not always yeah, hey we were under like 15 minutes last time we went oh, over we went a lot but mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, chickens, crafts, and crime. <laughs> Children, chickens, crafts, and crime. Boy, we really love the seas. <laughs> I know. <Seriously>. Cook, cook, cook. <laughs> okay, so you got a craft? I do. Okay, let me hear it. Okay, I decided that I was going to talk about stained glass. Oh. Okay. I... If I want to do all of them, there's like no limit to my ADHD brain of crafts. I'm like, I will, I will do it. I know I have but like it's, a, a I line do too, of and it sucks stuff. because I'm like, technically, it's not that I couldn't. It's non-expensive craft to do. It's just um, tedious, super tedious. So mm-hmm. I kind of have a few parts here. Um, like I have history. There is so much. Like as always, I understand that 
not everybody wants to hear like nine million dates, dates and these exactly. little things. So I really did kind of pick and choose. I tried to do the same thing like I did with my shadow, my shadow puppets, my puppets in general. Mm-hmm. I kind of tried to go regionally to be fair. But again, stained glass is stained glass. Yeah. And it's been the same, the same. for okay. history. Yeah. So. There's very few little changes. And actually, a lot of this is going to be just on kind of just the history of glass in itself. And then um, Lincoln was literally just asking me yesterday, how is glass made? And I'm like, I'll do do a a craft on that. I I could tell him. (laughs) Surprisingly, it's actually very easy. (laughs) That's what I figured. So, you know, the the, so kind of what I'm going back and forth here is going to be like the history, a little bit of things about it. And then um, the way it, it it's done because mm-hmm. it's actually not a, an expensive craft to do um as long as you don't mess up bits yeah. <laughs> when you mess it up you can you can't redo the same piece of glass so. yeah okay so there are three of the simplest forms today there's leaded glass mm-hmm. which is what most of us know i know that yeah. there is um just art stained glass which is done with paintings and there is mm-hmm. faceted stained glass so the faceted glass it ends it it, it it's exactly like it says. It's like bevels and mm-hmm. um, different changes in the glass structure. I think that's what we had growing up. A big, that kind of glass. Like um, we had a big, um, like a dove, like oh, bird okay. thing. Uh-huh. And it had beveled, like the glass wasn't flat. You know, um, the little peekaboo window in my front door? Yeah, That's yeah. a faceted. Okay, so that's what yes. we had hanging. Mm-hmm. We had this weird like cutout in our yeah in our wall and uh-huh. so my mom hung it from the ceiling and that little cubby that's and it cool fit there perfectly yeah. But yeah so I'm like I know because I started at that my whole childhood so <laughs> it's very interesting because what what we think of is is our leaded glass but it stained glass is actually just a catch-all term mm-hmm. for glass that has color yeah because okay. it's stained so okay so as as always our good pal Pliny the Elder uh-huh. he did uh speak about it and what he said is that it was an ancient accident when the Phoenician sailors were uh shipwrecked on an island they built fires to cook their food uh-huh. um and they would take a block of natron which natron is um actually a soda salt that is part of the mummification process in Egypt. Okay. And so they would have basically just imagine a big block of baking soda mm-hmm. <laughs> and they set that on top of the fire and then they were cooking their food. And so the very next day, as the fire had smoldered all night long, the sand underneath had turned into a solid chunk okay. of glass. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing was, is that that's probably not true. Um, it kind of goes along the same line that science sort of doesn't work like that because it would have gotten hot enough, but it had no control. Mm. Um, and so they weren't, they aren't really sure. But okay. what they think is that likely it was in Egypt. Glass was found when they were firing pottery. Mm-hmm. And so what would happen is that the pottery um with their the the bottom mm-hmm. of the sand in the dome like uh-huh. a huge the uh-huh. kiln like a ended kiln, up yeah. getting hot enough for such an extended period of insulated heat okay and so they think they found chunks of glass that way okay um the earliest man-made glass that is still in existence that is in museums is from around 2750 to 2625 bc and it was made 
funnily enough, the same way that fancy beads are made now Mm -hmm. by winding thin strands of this melted glass around a clay core. Huh. And these beads were actually really beautiful and they were opaque in nature just on their own. Um, And they tended to use just it was the minerals that were found in different parts of the sand is what added anything because glass itself is actually more of a bluish green tint just naturally Uh on its own. Okay. So in the first century AD, Romans were the first ones that started to cast large glass slabs to be put into windows. So it was nothing fancy. It was literally just like a hunk of crazy that was just as best as the shape as they could get. And um, they would just set it up and lodge it in with, you know, their structure, Uh building structure, masonry around Uh it. And um, the oldest examples of multiple colors of glass for a window was unearthed at St. Paul's Monastery in Jaro, England. And that monastery was found in 686 AD. Oh, okay. And so these are the first examples of something that was intentionally Uh made colorful. Okay. And the oldest complete European um, windows of stained glass, there are five, and they're extremely well done. And it is at the St. Augsburg Cathedral. And um, it's it's in Europe, and I'm thinking it's in Germany. Mm. And they were panels and they removed them and they are put in, they're in a museum right now and they put copies and it literally is just that. There's nothing fancy. It's just these beautiful panels of glass. And so mm-hmm. they're, those are put away in museums and they um, made exact replicas and they put them back inside. So okay. it's something people can still visit, but it's not the original. Uh-huh. And so that's the St. Augsburg Cathedral. Um, Arabian glass windows um, came in the second half of the 13th century and glass I love this so much glass was heated and inserted into pierced marble so have you ever seen like those pins where it's pins we talk like everybody uses Pinterest <laughs> sorry pins um, of like they drill holes in the fences and pop marbles yes, in yes, like yes. That? oh so oh, they would so like through pierce marble? holes through marble and they would put the oh, colored glass so it would like you know, goosebumps. Cool. It's so silly because I was like, oh my God, it's so pretty. That's so cool. And so they did that. And then they also, as they put, glaze it into plaster. So a plastic mm-hmm. frame and pour it in. And so that's how they would get that. It's like a lot of us know um, like those Moroccan lanterns. Yes. Where it's the same exact process in the marbling. So they would oh, drill it and okay. put it in and it's so pretty. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and in... It's exactly the same in Southeast Asia. These panels of glass were put in the same exact way in temples. It was all just different forms of casting their own windows Mm -hmm. and um, crushing up pigments and adding pigments. The same exact ones I've talked about. Yes, the same exact. Seriously, it is. It really is. All that color is connected and it's a mineral. But the interesting part is that... um, just like in pottery, if one of us get to that one day, mm-hmm. it is that the glaze colors change depending mm-hmm. on being mixed with other minerals. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you add a carnelian or an mm-hmm. ultramarine. It may not turn that blue or because it all depends on the chemical structure of the silicas in sand, uh-huh. which is where the glass comes from. It's silica. Uh-huh. Um, those little packets of do not eat, non-toxic. <laughs> yeah. It's not exactly the same, but it's pretty much the same. Oh. 
So um, from medieval times to the Renaissance, it stayed all mostly biblical. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because I was raised Catholic um, and I never visited I think in my life I visited like two other churches. It was mm-hmm. just something I didn't do except for Catholic churches. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I do know that, uh, it, you know, stained glasses, everybody has it, but I've never, I haven't seen one inside of a Christian church before. And I thought mm-hmm. that would be pretty interesting. We should go find one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love stained glass. It's so beautiful. Yeah. There's the, um, wasn't the church where the, um, the, <sighs> For your grandpa's funeral, oh, uh-huh. wasn't that? Didn't they? Have oh yeah, stained yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's the kind. It's one of the kinds that's painted. Oh, and so okay. it's interesting because see, I didn't know this. Every time I would sit there, I was looking like, how did they cut out those panels? Yeah. It's now I'm wondering on. it's if it's special. the same as. Honestly, it could be the same church. I have no idea. Probably mm. not. <laughs> but as my landlord's um, oh, okay. church, he'll post um, pictures of the glass. pictures of the stained glass and like mm-hmm. you know something going pretty. along with it and i'm like oh my gosh it's so pretty yeah and i'm like now i'm like i wonder what kind that is <laughs> i know i know well if i see it i could tell you yeah i'll look it up and you could <laughs> tell me <laughs> so um most of this uh biblical theme kept but what ended up happening was now it was changing to become what they consider is more secular just in general not specifically a religion because um you know what's coming up is like the inquisition and crap so Mm -hmm. church and they're going to separate from the christian protestant and catholic and that really heavily affects what kind of glass windows were put in to buildings okay Mm -hmm. so that would really change so at this point the secular windows was changing and it would depict like history throughout you know important parts of history or like a coat of arms and so what this was was just a silver stain that had started to be or white that -hmm. was just painted onto glass panels because this is what they were doing they were moving on from the minerals to enamels um for really the, the the ease and cheapness of how fast they could put it through yeah. Is that so, painted? Sorry, I'm not trying no, no, to interrupt. No, it's totally like, fine. Okay, so the edges, it is leaded and painted. Oh, okay. So each panel that you see in mm-hmm. between, we should post a picture so everyone yeah. will know. Each panel that you see, the little squares, uh-huh. those are the leaded pieces, and the glass in between has been set and then and painted. And then painted. Yes. Okay. So it's both. It's very common that it's both. Okay. Yeah, I had to find a picture real quick, so I was like, <laughs> now it's bothering me. Yeah, yeah, no, it's totally fine. Um. So... Because of they had started to realize of diamond cutters, they had made diamond cutting. And so this was an ease of making these designs more beautiful. They could make the leading thinner Mm -hmm. because they could make sharper, perfect edges. So they didn't have to. The lead is literally a melted lead. It's very, Uh a very pliable Mm -hmm. when it's melted and so they would pour it but they'd have to pour it thick because this is what would hold the pieces together okay i am going to get to that but like here's Uh just the history bit so because of diamond cutters making quick and easy work of these right angles and stuff it really made a difference and so unfortunately what ended up happening is that it just ended up changing to where the leading wasn't an intricate part of the design. Mm. It was just to hold the pieces together. And so it was better um, because actually not handling and breathing in the vapors of the lead was less Mm -hmm. toxic, but um, 
it it made uh, the jobs go faster. And but here's what came about. <laughs> um, during the 15th century, what ended up happening was the the glass really took off in Belgium and mm-hmm. in uh, I'm sorry, Br- Bruges, Bruges, Belgium, B-R-U-G-E-S. They had 80 stained glass companies. Wow. So now it's almost like a saturated market. Mm-hmm. So as we as we move on, you know, it's rapidly staying the same, mm-hmm. but it's also quickly changing. Every hundred years, it has this leap. Mm-hmm. So by the 1640s, colored glass was not actually available. You have to think about like what we think of the new world. Um, think of the the structure of the mountains of Britain, like what they have available, like mm-hmm. mining out these things. So what happened was they just ended up going backwards to cheaper colored enamel paints on these white glass um, just pieces for homes so that it was like a readily available thing. Mm-hmm. But um, the colored glass that made it expensive and fancy was going by the wayside. Also, at this time, what was happening was the Protestant church was, <laughs> they don't like the pretty. They mm-hmm. Everything should be calm and not colorful and, you know, gaudy. And mm-hmm. so they were not happy with the way that it looked. So English Parliament ordered all of these amazing, colorful, beautiful religious iconography on these windows to be completely destroyed. <gasps> What? So know this? uh, Yes, I know. So because the that iconography was removed because of their Puritan principles, and so stop talking about Adam and Eve Mm -hmm. and you know virgin sex, and so they Mm -hmm. were like horrified, and so they wanted everything removed. So after destroying like something like seventy percent of them, they realized having to replace each of these panels with glass was costing them too much money. So that's the only reason they stopped. Oh. So like what survived that was yeah. exactly it was so sad. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately it you know it, it continued, but as we move over to the United States now for Glass in America, it started, as most of us know, we've watched Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Um, it started as the very first industry when Jamestown was settled in 1607. England was actually literally running out of wood, out of trees, out of forest. Mm. And so that was why they came over here, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. A lot of people think it was for a lot of different reasons, but it was the lack of wood that they needed And so they realized between all the forests that the new world had and all the sandy beaches, glass Mm -hmm. for the fire resource. Yeah. So that's why they came over here. So they landed on the east coast of the United States, you know, new America, the new world. Mm -hmm. And um, Captain John Smith was the one that was in control of this industry. He's the Mm -hmm. one that started it. And he basically had to tell investors back home that everything was going just fine and it wasn't mm, it <laughs> but never on, is. no it never did <laughs> but on top of that though the glass industry wasn't working out the way that they thought it was going to and they ended up not really making what they thought they would like windows they ended up just making like jars and bottles and, oh, okay. and then other things took off for them mm-hmm. and they started expanding and finding gold and um mm-hmm. other resources and so that was actually a really short-lived thing and it just 
I mean, obviously it was still needed, but it wasn't the booming industry they thought it was going to be, where they mm-hmm. thought they were going to strike gold was from this. Um, stained glass in the 17 and 1800s. Um, I'm so sorry. Yes, stained glass in the 17 and 1800s started the decline of stained glass because the the liquid enamels that were being painted on there was no need for all these lead lines anymore. Mm. So it wasn't what it was originally. So there was no oh. more. They didn't need to uh-huh. cut it. They, they cut didn't it. need mm. to replace it. Mm. They could just, they had enough resources to just paint, paint it on it. as one solid piece. Oh. Because when you're thinking of multiple pieces, even with lead being a metal, mm-hmm. if anybody was a fisherman as a little kid, you get those lead weights. You're like, I can bite it. Mm-hmm. It's soft. <laughs> like, yeah. Poison. Yeah. But it's very soft. Uh-huh. So... Um, there was no need for that. And so traditional, <clears throat> traditional art, uh, turned into just art. They were just painting. Mm-hmm. So it just continued. Not that it was not as beautiful or special. It just changed. It changed. Exactly. Yeah. Like everything it did. It exactly. something new yeah, and it different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the late 18th and 19th century, um, we, the royal we, um, Britain and Europe experienced a, a gothic revival. So luckily for them, that brought back a lot of fun, the grandeur of back uh-huh. in the day. And so a lot of these old techniques came back and really they took off in England by a man named Edward Byrne Jones and William Morris, which is interesting. It's not that William Morris of like the cigarette and alcohol, whoever, not that guy, (laughs) just a name. Um, So Edward, they were both artists and Edward, he drew the designs Mm -hmm. and William was the one who actually would make it into the stained glass, the old school way. So it was a diamond cut makes, this is literally like the super simplest form. You have a diamond cutter, which just is a handle with a pointy little tip on the end. It looks really sharp and it's Mm -hmm. metal that is full of diamond shavings. Mm And so you have to score out the design. Then you take a pair of nippers. Now Mm -hmm. it's like a flat. I'm showing you like everyone can see. (laughs) So think of huge plier handles Uh with a flat base Uh, as the the buffer bottom to Uh hold it in place. And on top is like a little V (laughs) and it pushes it down. It's just like a ceramic tile cutter. And so it puts pressure pushed against a flat surface to pop it and it's like mm-hmm. such a I know I've seen videos I know exactly Sorry, what you're talking about everyone your terms, <laughs> I know exactly but... what you're talking about because it, mm-hmm. there's some people that still do that technique on yeah, TikTok yeah and, stuff and, and it's something literally it's not hard mm-hmm. but it is tedious and if you're not careful you'll break it and like I said you can't undo it yeah <laughs> there's nothing you can do except do something else yeah. and for like a square um because I've looked into it before by um a up, say like a foot square foot mm-hmm. sorry I can't pull centimeters out of my ass that fast <laughs> a square foot of glass is like um, eight dollars yeah so I mean you could cut several decent shapes out of that as long as you don't fudge it up yeah so it is a real li- you can always use that glass again mm-hmm. um so you know anyway kind of went off base but yeah so <laughs> that's how that's how stained glass is done and then uh-huh. you heated up the lead like with soldering and you bloop, 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 bloop. that's yeah, literally that's so it cool. mm-hmm. uh-huh. so so they went back old school and they really brought it back mm-hmm. and they brought it back into fashion and um, back into uh, churches were starting to to redo themselves. And it wasn't affordable for the average home, but it was things that could be placed inside. So mm-hmm. in the 1800s, a lot of old Victorian houses have 
these gorgeous uh-huh. like full windows full panels doors of stained glass and mm-hmm. i want that so bad um in the mid 1800s a new yorker named john laforge who was a, a famous painter and a muralist at the time he started to get really interested in stained glass and i'm really sorry i missed this part but i actually think he worked with Edward. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure he worked with Edward. Okay, so um, the same time. Yeah, he worked with somebody. So I'm like, dang it, I forgot that part. It was it was really late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're always doing. I sent you the meme where it's like, I don't like, I don't procrastinate. I just like to do things later. Okay, that's we're how I got my pressure. master's degree I'm done. You, when you know you have to do it, you're like, oh fudge. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's the only <laughs> way I was able to do my master's <sighs> degree is like just do it at the last minute. Just do it. Do it under pressure. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so John LaForge, he got really interested in stained glass and he um, started working with it, started painting. He tried out all the old techniques and he ended up inventing opalescent glass, mm. which, of course, you can't get an exact like, how did it do it? But basically, from what I found out, the opalescent glass was made. Obviously, people know how to do it, but I didn't see it in the article. But um if anybody knows how candy is made, uh-huh. you I... melt the crystals down and you pull it and you pull it and you pull mm-hmm. it and it makes it opalescent and shiny uh-huh. and looks really beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of the same concept. They added, so say if you had a clear glass and you added, you had colorant in it that made it tinted pink and then they added, say, blue as they mixed it in and it was cooling, say the blue is kind of up here and the pink is sort of settled. Uh-huh. And so it's a sheen, but it's incorporated. Uh-huh. It's crazy. <laughs> it's magical. I never understand. Like, how did you do that? How, how did you, you just invent it? Yeah. yeah. How many mistakes did you have to make? Uh-huh. So, so yeah. So he invented opalescent glass. Now this name coming up is pretty worldwide. So Louis Comfort Tiffany, mm-hmm. who was also a New Yorker and the son of the jeweler Charles Louis Tiffany, was a very successful trained painter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, his parents were both super famous already. So he had a very privileged life that mm-hmm. ordered him a lot of resources. And so um, he was amazing, amazingly trained as a painter and mm-hmm. was he realized that he wanted to try something different. He started experimenting with glass because, again, it was kind of coming up in fashion. And, um, you know, John had brought it forward and had done some new stuff. And mm-hmm. Louis was like, I got to get in on it. He started working. And in his stained glass in 1875, made his own glass making factory in Queens. Hmm. And... He created a style of glass that he called uh, Favril, which was a spin from the Latin word Faber, which now I'm like Faber Castell, the art brand. Like, what does the other part mean? Huh. <laughs> I've got to look it up. I didn't. I know. It's all these um, things that once you say it out loud. I was finishing this this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like tidying it up and then I did my fun facts. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, so Faber, the, the, for craftsmen, mm-hmm. and it was a free formed colored glass that he mixed with um, alloys and it's really interesting because basically I mean this with zero disrespect it was pointless glass it okay. was just so a lot of us have seen it so he would make um, basically it think of like a calla lily shape oh okay 
and then but he would like smoosh it and flatten it i know exactly what you're talking about and it's about. just a decoration yeah and so he started these as like how can i shape glass how can i mold uh-huh. glass what can i add in a pattern so he would make these and they'd have like peacock eyes in the uh-huh. glass and it was uh-huh. amazing so that's i'm all excited so that's what um he has started doing which is mm. free form art sculpture because he could yeah so that's what he, he has st- the resources exactly, to do so and exactly. mess around yeah and so that's what he started doing um he acquired the patent for the copper foil technique which is what we do now and so i can explain that and that's basically this is what it is these days so um you buy a foil tape and uh it is really thin if you want really thick letting you'll get thick tape but Mm -hmm. you do a very thin piece of tape and this is what makes stained glass fiddly is after you cut out your shape with your diamond cutter and you've snapped it apart you take this tiny usually it's like i think a half inch Mm -hmm. depends on how thick your glass is that matters too and you line up the edge of the entire little chunk so every single chunk has to be foil lined then you puzzle them together Uh and then that's when you do your lead soldering soldering. over the top and it bonds that's what i've seen is where they do the soldering Mm -hmm. and the the tape is what is underneath if they haven't showed that part Mm. and it is what binds it all together the it's like the heat with the copper and then the leading it holds it and it makes a a grip for it because the Uh glass it won't stick yeah so magic (laughs) that is it (laughs) and so um this is exactly what we know today and it really hasn't it it hasn't changed outside of like new glass has been done in the ways of like um the dang it i like left up this article so i could keep looking at it i'm like did i pull it open in here (laughs) um just the different the different ways that glass is made and colored was pretty much started by um, Louis Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And what he did was um, he really just experimented with like, okay, if I break this glass and put this chunk on top of this and um, melted it all down and pressed it. And we do that glass too. Still these like artists do this glass. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it's it's really interesting because the all it takes is basically temperature. Yeah. And you can make the glass wavy or polka dotted. Yeah. And it, it's like it's not like it's carved in a pattern and it's just the weirdest thing. And it's strange because I don't know if you've seen that movie, um, Sweet Home Alabama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, her of the, I have. the <laughs> partner has like he does art by putting lightning rods in the in the sand and then the oh, lightning yeah. hits the lightning rod uh-huh. and it makes glass it's uh-huh. like that's why it's superheated fast mm-hmm. immediately and um it hasn't changed that's it i know that's superheated crazy. sand. well yeah now i can tell lincoln <laughs> there you go yep <laughs> fun facts i have a few okay um so a lot of people know obsidian as being like a black rock that's really uh-huh. beautiful and it comes from volcanoes and it is glass yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why it's so sharp, and yeah. that's why it was used for tools and cutting and stuff all all okay. the way back to Native Americans because yeah, because it's, it's not a rock. It's a, no, yeah, it is glass. glass. Yeah. So they are literally breaking a hunk of glass off, uh-huh. and you got a glass blade. Imagine like a glass arrowhead. 
God, I know. Slicing you open. It's like that Expedition Unknown. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Gates, he went and talked to that guy that does it, like all, like he's done all the arrows and stuff from Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cool. Do you know he's younger than Jack and Kurt? What? <laughs> yes. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I he's like 41. <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> hilarious crazy yeah another fun fact glass is infinitely recyclable yep forever yeah that's cool and we throw it away (laughs) yeah so this i know that you know this one a lot of crafters know this one but Mm -hmm. in case you don't that's okay frosted glass is made by using hydrofluoric acid i did not know that you did it it's glass etching Oh, wait. Done. Yes, I did. I've so done you that. just use a hydrofluoric acid just, cream. Yeah. Okay. Don't put it on your skin. No, I know that. I wish I had asked Kurt before I did this and I meant to and I fudged it up. Oh, well, I'll just tell it later. Um, he talks about that all the time. They use acid at work uh-huh. that only eats up concrete cement that's chunks. Crazy. Like he's like, yeah, you could touch it and it's fine. I'm like, no, thanks. Yeah. But that's why, you know, a lot of us know from that's why acid can't be kept in glass. And I'm like, it has I to be kept that. in plastic. I've literally done glass etching. <laughs> but it's OK, <laughs> though. I mean, you don't. It doesn't say hydrofluoric acid. No, it, it says, says glass edge. Mm-hmm. And if they put it in a cream so it doesn't like mm-hmm. run everywhere. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. yeah and I have one more. Okay. This is the coolest. Okay. It is to me. OK. Glass is always moving. Huh? So. Glass is called an amorphous solid. It is a state between solid and liquid. And so under the strongest microscopes on Earth, the molecules that make up glass are still moving. What? Yep, they're just going like even so old ones slow. Yep, it's even still old glass? moving. Yep, because it is not actually either. It's weird. It's like ice, you know, ice is still, it still is moving. I know, right? science <laughs> i know just see that no bill Nye science i know it's so weird i'm like why that is so weird i didn't I and i just love that. the fact that someone's like let's look at this under a microscope i would see too something. Yeah. yeah i know weird they have microscopes but not the not good that good <laughs> not the good microscopes you got like they're the, good enough the they're backyard ones. microscopes mm-hmm. yeah i totally wow. forgot that about that good. too yeah good job that was interesting thanks I have a feeling that we are getting to a point where we need to sit down and pick and choose a giant list of which crafts we're going to do because mm-hmm. I have a feeling we're going to overlap because I was looking at that the other day. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I yeah. didn't. I didn't because it was like, uh, I don't know. Well, the but- thing is that also we're never what's going to end up happening is we're not we don't work these that far ahead so it's gonna yeah. be like this week you're like farts i know but this week we're working on two so yeah. i'm like i started work on my craft last night oh well at least it was the same class yeah we could I have know. done them both and seen like let's talk about it together yeah. and then everyone vote <laughs> which stays up yeah which episode do we keep you know i i, I have thought of that before but for the most part we're not usually that far ahead so yeah i think you and i both no. are gonna have to be like these are my next two or something like that but yeah so far i think we're gonna be okay no, or it's I, gonna end up being like a thought in the background and then yeah no the reason why i was thinking that is because last night i literally pulled up a big list and i was like oh i want to do this 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 mm-hmm. this this and so I, was, I don't know but i have ideas but you tend to go in one direction where i'm like kind of going in a different direction as far as like genres of art like i'm like thinking he's off um <laughs> Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's not really that huge of a, I think. Well, and our interests are very similar, but also very different for like, I was just looking at that as 
one of many you know <laughs> I was like I don't know and then I do that thing where it's like well maybe I should start with this like with the sewing needle and I'm like maybe I should start there before I do this and then you know so or weaving before I do <laughs> anything else so I think too much about things but anyways I think I don't think about them until I'm like fuck I have to think about it <laughs> right now I forgot yeah yeah I can't um, even tell you right now what my next craft would be I have no idea I have um, I have a few, so I'm like mm, I kind of yeah. know which direction I'm gonna go in. But okay. anyways, well we can move on to the crime Poop. now. <laughs> I took a little <laughs> bit of a different direction okay. than what we've normally done, cool. and this actually is somewhat recent. Oh. So um, you'll you'll understand. Okay, as, what you're meaning? What like I mean as I direction. go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Better not be a cliffhanger. It's not. Oh, I'm kidding. I think eventually, unfortunately, we'll end up having to do some cold I cases. And did a cold case, but I oh, hate them so much. I just, really I'm, I'm like, I'm going to think about it forever. Yes. And so, um, no, it's, it's not a cliffhanger, but, um, it's it, okay. Even it if it is, was, it'd be okay. It is surprising. So, okay. okay. So this takes place in 2017. So like I said, yeah. not that long mm-hmm. ago. So on March 9th, 2017, just before 1 a.m. in the uh, in the morning in the okay. city of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. a 17-year-old boy was reported missing. Mm. So 17, I'm thinking that's only a year older than my son. Mm-hmm. And so he was reported missing. Um, now about 20 miles away from Oklahoma City uh, in uh, at a local Super 8 motel in Moore, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Someone thinks they spotted the teen going into one of the rooms with a man. Oh. And so Lieutenant Michael Leonard responded to the motel where the teenager was seen entering room 120 with Mm -hmm. the man. And there is body cam footage and you can see all the police approaching the door Mm -hmm. and they, you know, go to, you could see room 120 Mm -hmm. and they're knocking on the door. They get no response. They announce that they are the Moore Police Department and they're there to check on his welfare and they need him to open the door. And they're like, we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving. Like, you need to open the door. Right. Because he's a minor. We Mm -hmm. need to. And so the man inside says, like, no, I'm good. You know, I'm fine. And the officers (laughs) demand he open the door. (laughs) They didn't ask you if you're fine. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, this at this point, they just said, we're checking in on you. You know, you need to open the door. Mm -hmm. The man then said that he was getting dressed before you know opening the door okay and he also said something about having weed in the room because like they could smell it <laughs> and they're like look we don't really care about the weed yeah you know it's not our it's not the right priority <laughs> and they told him they're looking for a juvenile and the officer's pretty confident he's in that room yeah and this guy's acting weird not opening the door mm-hmm. and they tell him we know you have a juvenile in the room and he denied it and he would not open the door mm-hmm. and it's not looking good for you, pal no and so they're knocking they're telling him you need to like we're gonna do it if you don't mm-hmm. and so finally the door opens <laughs> and it's the teenager and and they immediately take him Mm-hmm. And, you know, walk him away. And then they get the guy and they, you know, sit him, sit down on the bed. Mm-hmm. And they ask him his name. You know, they're looking around the room. And it's just him and this teenage boy that they uh-huh. obviously, you know, whisked away. And they ask him his name. And he says his name is Ralph Shorty. Mm-hmm. And so the officer kind of laughs. And he's like, I don't think your last name's Shorty. Do you have an ID? <laughs> and... 
this is ironic because the guy is six foot four. So the the officer was kind of like joking about like, oh, what you're Gen- shorty, nickname. and then yeah, okay. And so they're talking to him, and you know, uh, Ralph. Did I say Rick? <laughs> like it, it's Ralph Shorty. Um, no, I think you said Ralph. Okay, because I'm like <laughs> I wrote it so many times, and it's funny because it's my dog's name. So I just kept <laughs> like thinking of my dog, but um. So they're talking to him and, and he's uh-huh. like just sitting on the bed and he's like, no, we're just hanging out and talking and, you know, whatever. And, you know, they're like, well, how long have you been here, you know, hanging out? And he's like, oh, just a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're continuing to talk to him and they're like, you know, how did you guys meet? Like, how do you know each other? Yeah. And he said that, you know, the, te- the guy, you know teenager used to come to his coffee shop he owned called holy grounds <laughs> every once in a while and that's how they met that's so <laughs> yeah <laughs> all of the all the officers knew um like this was strange this is yeah. weird and you know they're talking to him they're looking around the room they um start really investigating the room mm-hmm. they find lotion condoms and the two beds that were in the room were unmade. Mm-hmm. So something was going on. They could obviously smell marijuana. There was marijuana then mm-hmm. there. He claimed he didn't smoke any weed, even though like it was, they said it was like coming out through the door. Like you could smell it. <laughs> yeah. It was obvious. So officers see a computer bag and ask him if it's his. And he says like, yeah. And they're like, can we look through it? And he mm-hmm. agrees. And they find a laptop in the bag along with some like medication for blood pressure or whatever. And they could tell that with talking to him and you could see the body cam footage and you could just tell like the guy's full shit. Yeah. Like he's, he's lying about everything. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, like, okay, well obviously they talk to the teenager and they're talking to him. So they do their investigation, take their pictures or whatever, document it. And they mm-hmm. let him go while they continued this like investigation because he's claiming, well, I didn't know he was a teenager. He told me he was 20. Mm -hmm. This was like mutual. And I'm only assuming because I couldn't find information on why would they just let it go if this was a minor kidnapped? I think it was a teenager was like, no, it was like I was there on my own will kind of thing. Like I I ran away or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not his fault. So I don't know for sure. I'm Mm -hmm. not. I couldn't find anything. And like the thing is, they don't have proof that any sexual activity happened. happened, And if the kid's saying like, no, nothing happened. We're just hanging out. There's not. There's like. Okay, there could have been, yet. like, condoms in his bag and lotion, but, like, yeah. they could have just been sitting in the beds talking. You know, who knows? Exactly. So, they can't do anything yet, but they could. Yeah, so that's just weird. Yeah. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Um. So things get even weirder <laughs> for, of off- course they do. for officers the next day mm. when they find out exactly who Ralph Shorty is. Okay. His last name really is Shorty? Uh Uh-huh. That's his real name. (laughs) Crazy. Okay. He is... Here it goes. A cop. The Oklahoma State Senator. (laughs) Yeah. Ew. Which kind of surprised me. I'm like, why wouldn't they know who the state senator is? Girl, I couldn't tell you who our senators were (laughs) by face. But I'm like, I think our governor's like a lady right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know either. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So um, (laughs) this... State senator is a married Christian senator. Dirty boy. He campaigned on family values. He was a Republican, tough on crime, <laughs> conservative, very active in his church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
this is like because I'm watching I'll put it in my sh- in the show notes and the sources but okay. you know you could watch it on you could find it on YouTube too yeah but you could see the body cam footage and um so in the body cam footage when you see he's confronted in that motel room mm-hmm. <clears throat> he is wearing a shirt that um has a sandwich on it uh-huh. and a bible verse uh-huh. <laughs> a sandwich <laughs> And yeah, and the Bible verse is about women being submissive to their husbands. The Bible verse is I will a say sandwich? It. Make yes. me a sandwich, bitch. <laughs> Pretty much. Sorry. So I will say what the Bible verse is. It is Ephesians five twenty two. Mm-hmm. And it is says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So then under so there's Ephesians, mm-hmm. you know, five twenty two, a sandwich, and then under the sandwich are the words now go make me a sandwich. <laughs> That's like some shit you get at Spencer's. And so I know. And this is a Christian man, apparently. Obviously. Caught in a room with a teenager. A 17-year-old teenage boy with this shirt on. <laughs> so it's just like, it's not looking what? good. It's, yeah, this is what you really wear in your not. off time, homie? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, what? I have never. Yeah. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I don't think that would be um, no. appropriate attire. No, even if you were like, a f- like a funny happy-go-lucky silly church person that's really that's rude, rude and inappropriate yeah it's kind of <laughs> yeah. disrespectful to women yeah <laughs> like oh i don't think it's taking the the bible verse out of context mm-hmm. i think so, absolutely like very much so so um this is where things get crazy er again <laughs> yeah. because oh boy i'm watching this <laughs> and all of a sudden on the screen is dog the bounty hunter <laughs> and i'm like what is happening and i had <laughs> to like i had to rewind it because i was like why is he here like did, did he miss? did he go catch him no he was very good friends with him yeah so he's talking about so this is Dwayne dog chapman this is oh, his real name Dwayne bullet chapman. handbag mm-hmm. he still looks the same with like a permanent sunburn and um his sunglasses right in the middle of his forehead so um Anyways, <laughs> so Gotta we know who it is. Up. It's just like I know this whole thing was. Yes, he's an was American like, I am celebrity. Taking this in another turn because yeah, it's, it's just cuckoo. It's crazy, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a crime. And nobody's I got dead it. yet. No. So um. Wait, so anyway, the first one we did, but nobody's dead. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nobody dies. It took like twenty six episodes for someone to not die. Yes. They're I, hard to find. I had to turn it. Okay. Uh, you know, do a little bit of a lighter episode. It's still crime. It's yeah, still. Of course. It's still gross. It, uh, it gets it, yeah so okay. um so yeah so dog the bounty hunter is suddenly on my tv and i'm like what is happening <laughs> I and i had zany. to i had to rewind it yeah. and i'm like and he said like no he was really close to ralph and Weird. he was so close that not only did he meet his wife ralph's mm-hmm. wife but he was there during the birth of their child okay what that's how close i guess they were <laughs> And he met Ralph's mother. And so he's saying that they were like introduced when um, he had like a a shoot out in Oklahoma and Ralph Shorty and his like, like introduced himself or whatever. And they just hit it off. And so they became They wanted to have a cool famous friend is what they wanted. Yeah. And so, um, (laughs) so yeah, I was like, wow, that's a weird connection. It really is. And so, yeah, I'll talk more about that later. (laughs) But um, 
so Ralph Shorty and his wife were high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Remember, he's married. Yeah. And they have four daughters together. Mm-hmm. And they all look like a normal family. Ralph is, like, apparently really a likable guy. And he's a family man. Everyone looked like he could actually become governor. Democrats even liked him so much that, like, it was a real possibility he could have become governor. Mm. He was Mm -hmm. well-liked. So, apparently, in his, like, professional life, it's very different than his, um, you know, personal life. So, yeah, he he was actually liked. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. like, a ruse or whatever. He was a good politician or whatever you know senator and <laughs> and um and so he actually did have a small business mm-hmm. uh, the coffee shop and oh, yeah. um you know the one you talked about with the officers mm-hmm. um and he, he did dj work on the side <laughs> so likable guy i guess oh, like, bow, 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 guy. Yeah. ralph shorty coming at you <laughs> <laughs> so uh march 10th 2017, just one day after the incident with the teenage boy in the hotel room, <laughs> mm-hmm. Ralph Shorty was on the news. But not for what you're thinking. Mm. Nope. He's back at work and he is being interviewed on the news about drone issues that he's tackling, like safety issues mm-hmm. or, you know, privacy issues with drones. Yeah. Keep them out of your backyard, you know, which I don't want nobody flying their drone in my I backyard. I don't want that either. <laughs> so, um, apparently it's he's trying to brush this all under the rug like nothing happened just going right. with his life so a week goes by and like well more like about four days or so and yeah. the public has no idea what happened mm-hmm. with this hotel room it's just nobody's saying anything and mm. so then a reporter named nolan clay gets a tip from a source in law enforcement <laughs> that ralph shorty was you know found in a motel room <laughs> with a teenage boy so it's not funny my brain just thought of a stupid shirt just it's the whole situation is like what you would think that would be like out right away but thankfully it was within the first week Mm -hmm. so um nolan clay calls up ralph shorty and you know ralph's like you know hey hey nolan you know because they're friends or whatever you know friendly and um so nolan asked him about the incident and ralph just kind of got quiet and asked him how long do I have? <laughs> like he knew it's over. Yeah. He's and like, so, it's going out in an hour, pal. You better figure it that's out. That's literally what he said. He's like, mm-hmm. you got an hour to come back with a statement. Otherwise I'm, you know, <laughs> Ding. it's out. Yeah. And of course he never calls back. So Nolan Clay publishes the story and officers actually told Nolan they could see like right after he got off the phone with him, mm-hmm. Ralph immediately called his wife. <laughs> so he's like, uh, like the gig's up. So within, do you think she knew? I'm sorry. No. Holy crap. So I think it was like some, he's probably calling her like, Hey, you're going to hear some stuff, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Within 24 hours of the story being published, Senator Ralph Shorty is suspended from the Senate. (laughs) Obviously. Good. Everyone who knew him was shocked and couldn't see how this could be true. But like, obviously they're not just accusations. Yeah. It's on police recorded body cam mm-hmm. and there's a report on it, you know? <laughs> exactly. So it's not like, uh, you know, just a rumor. So anyway, so then Ralph is brought in for questioning and what he doesn't know is that they have been investigating him like intensely. This whole time. Yes. Computer like after, every- after Did that. They take yes. The computer? No. Um, no, but they had the teenage boy's <laughs> tablet or okay. whatever. And so they found more than what they were thinking they were going to find. 
so when Ralph shows up, he's wearing a nice suit, like nice. They said it looked like he was going to a wedding or something. It was a little strange. So, because huh. uh, he wants to be photographed being arrested in his nicest clothing, <laughs> maybe, or trying to look important and influential and that's true and yeah. smart and talk his way out of it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, he obviously is asked to explain what happened that night. He says they were just in the room talking when suddenly there was banging on the door. He said he didn't know who it was because he couldn't see out of the peephole. Now, remember, officers announce themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's clear it's law enforcement. Um, he says that the boy he was with claimed he was 20. And so this is why, like, I'm thinking they just let him go because it's like, well, maybe he did get, you know, in a ruse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and as gross as it is, it's not illegal to hang out with an underage kid. Yeah. And if Which the kid disgusting. says nothing happened, then <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know. Mm-hmm. So then, so yeah, so that's why I think that night there was no apparent crime that was committed other than they were hanging out in a hotel room together. And, and, and it's just like a yeah. presumption of maybe what happened, but they, well, they needed try to, to then continue to investigate. So um, they <laughs> then tell him that they... S- they've found all the text messages between the two of them. <laughs> like, how can you be so dumb? Yeah. So, and in these messages, Ralph doesn't go by his real name. He goes by the name Jamie Tilly. Hmm. So, these messages were actually found on the Kick app, which is like a messaging app. Kind of like WhatsApp or whatever. Uh And um, so, all of these are on the teenager's tablet, and they have it all documented. You know, they have everything. And so, he continues to deny he's ever used Kick to talk to the teenager. He claimed they only communicated through phone calls. Oh, mm-hmm. freaking and old so, people not understanding how technology exactly. works. And so the teenager, though, is the one that told them that's who I was talking to. It's that man. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is Jamie Tilly. It's whatever he says. His name is that's him. And so they know he can't deny it. The, mm-hmm. the kid's saying that's them. And, and obviously with the text, they could see it's it's him. Mm-hmm. So, um. In some of those, uh, in some of those messages, this is where it gets a little like, if I had to hear it, you have to hear it. So, um, <laughs> the teenager asks Ralph for some money for spring break, and that is when Ralph asks if he would be interested in sexual stuff. So, yeah, yeah. and so I'm not going to read those text messages, mm-hmm. but they're like super grotesque. Uh, but the teenager is basically then trying to be sexual and like calls ralph or jamie in this case you know daddy and stuff and so it's just really gross Mm -hmm. um ralph still denies that any of that was him (laughs) he says there was someone hacked my phone (laughs) he says oh there was nothing sexual that was going to happen that night you know that we were together we're just hanging out and so detectives continue to read off the text messages (laughs) and they let him know that it's clear that he was messaging in a very sexual way back and forth with this Mm -hmm. teenager and still continues to deny he was messaging through the app but detectives told him they knew he was messaging through the app because of the body cam footage. Ralph in body cam footage is seen sitting on the bed and he is saying that his name is Ralph, but he goes by Jamie on the app. So when in his nervous state of being caught by the cops, uh-huh. he is rambling saying he ratted himself out he immediately. <laughs> what an idiot. And he said he goes by the name Jamie on the app and it's the name of a girl he had a crush on in high school. And so, they kind of brought that up and they're like, it's clear it was you. Wow. So also on the device, there were photos of him. Mm, so gross. he can't. Yeah. So they ask him for his phone 
and he claims uh-uh, I lost it. Mm-hmm. You're a senator and you lost your cell phone. Uh-huh. Well, you're not a senator anymore, bitch. But yeah. like you don't have your cell phone on you. Yeah, Give no, he break. lost it. Yeah. So <laughs> so dog can't call you. <laughs> it, as the interview goes on, he becomes more and more distraught. Mm-hmm. You, you can just tell his body language changes. He's yeah. like hanging his head down. And then he <laughs> makes a comment of, that it was the end of the world. But um, it's like, well, yeah, dude, Should've you're thought caught. of that yeah. before you tried to diddle a kid. Yeah. So then on March 16th, 2017, Ralph Shorty is officially charged and he turns himself in. Mm. His charges include engaging in child prostitution, transporting a minor for prostitution, <sighs> and prostitution within a thousand feet of a church. Which <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently it is. Wow. So on March 17th, 2017, just one day after he was officially charged, FBI agents removed contents from Ralph Shorty's house in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. The FBI obviously got involved. Here so they had obtained a search warrant for his residence, mm-hmm. searching for the laptop that he had with him at the motel mm-hmm. and the cell phone that he was using to communicate with the teenager. They were also looking for anything else that could, like, you know, answer questions. And when they search the home, they find the laptop that they are looking for, <laughs> but there's no hard drive in it. All the screws <laughs> on the bottom of the laptop are missing, so it's clear that the laptop had been opened <laughs> in order to, like, take out the hard drive. Oh, my gosh. So uh-huh. FBI agents then see that Ralph had visited an AT&T store to change the SIM in his phone after the incident occurred. And FBI agents also searched Ralph's office at the Capitol and found the login records from his kick account. <laughs> he had it in his office at the Senate. He was literally committing gross crimes in his and, computer. Yes. And so <laughs> I'm sorry, how old is this guy? Um like, it's okay, like no, over fifty? No, no, he no no no. He's younger. Okay. He's like in his thirties. So you should know better. Yeah. I'm like, I shouldn't know the, the age. <laughs> Excuse me, but it's literally like I'm not trying to rag on um the elderly and, and technology. No, he's young enough. But there is a a, a difference of understanding you're uh-huh. gonna commit a crime, you're not gonna do that because we know how it's found like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So they find out like that is Jamie Tilly's TikTok or TikTok kick, kick account. And so they also see that he was accessing the account from the Capitol building while he was working. The IP address was linked to the Oklahoma State Capitol building. Mm-hmm. And so he had used his phone number and that number was registered to his and his wife's account <laughs> to then register the emails that he used to send all of the messages and pictures. <laughs> what an idiot. Yes. It was then found out that he and the teenager did not meet through the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. They met through a Craigslist posting. Uh-huh. My mouth so, has just been like uh-huh. open this whole time. I'm like, what? he is still at this point, still trying to spin that like, <laughs> you know, no, no, no. <laughs> Ralph had posted Craigslist ad a Craigslist ad for casual encounters. Mm-hmm. He had actually been posting graphic sexual encounter ads, ads on Craigslist for years, <laughs> years. And they were all targeted towards young men. Mm-hmm. So this is where I, I said it's going to get a little blah, but just so you kind of have the picture of what these agents are looking at and mm-hmm. who this person is and you form your own judgment on him. Because as soon as I heard this, I was like, nope, I know exactly that he can't talk his way out of mm-hmm. like, oh, I was just looking for young men like in their 20s or, you know, younger mm-hmm. than me. 
So mm-hmm. listen. Okay. So some of the posts are, the title is bromance or <clears throat> daddy son, M for M, which is male man, for male. Male for male. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, I'm interested in finding a friend that we can be guy friends to everyone else, but privately we have fun, maybe even boyfriend type stuff. I've always wanted <laughs> something like this. This could even be a daddy son type thing between closed doors. Ew. So it's like creepy that yeah. that's what he wants, but you're <laughs> mm-hmm. thinking, okay. Then it goes on another post. Daddy type looking for fun visiting DC. M for M again. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, I'm visiting DC and would love to have some fun while here. I can get very dominant if my boy is into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the word boy, you know. Yeah, not man. And then in the last guy. Yeah, no. And in the last post I'm gonna um read uh because it just goes on and on, but okay. I was like, these are kind of the important ones that they shared. Um, he says in another post, same type of titles. Hi there, guys. Oh, here's his age. I'm a 34 professional married guy looking to have a boy. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm a daddy type and would love to have a boy to play with and take care of a little on the side. Mm-hmm. This could be a bromance type thing if that's more your flavor. Looking for younger, the better. And then, like, you know, parentheses, legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think okay. to cover his ass. Yeah. Um, so with all of those, you kind of get the picture of all of, and it just multiplies. You know, it's mm-hmm. multiple, all very similar. He's looking for young boys, like uh, not young adults, not yeah. you know. And I think the legal is to cover his butt. Um. So FBI agents searched through all of his email accounts and social media accounts, and they had all been wiped. He obviously mm-hmm. went in and just deleted everything. Uh, they did, however, find an AOL email account. <laughs> Who the hell has that? Uh, he did. And it had <laughs> hundreds of emails mm-hmm. that contained pornography, including child pornography. Gross. And some of that child pornography was sent out from the email account back in 2012 and 2013. So this had been going on for years. Yeah, that's like a forever. Yeah. That's, like that's so long. Yeah. Like five and, years mm-hmm. plus. This is 2017? 2017, yes. So from 2012 all the way up to mm-hmm. 2017 that they can tell just from records. Right. Um. So through the search, they were able to find two additional juveniles that were victims. Oh, he no. had exchanged emails with them. And in those emails were graphic videos. Um. uh, agents also discovered that his state issued laptop was never returned when he was suspended Mm. Um, so they didn't have any of the digital like as much digital evidence Mm -hmm. from you know 2012 to 2017 most of it was gone but they did have these emails in his kick account and stuff Mm -hmm. so September 5th so this is from March until September uh, September 5th 2017 Ralph Shorty's state charges that, you know, he was charged with and turned himself in, they were dropped. Mm -hmm. But that is only because with all this new information Mm -hmm. in the investigation, he has new charges that are federal. federal. Yeah. So transportation of child pornography, production of child pornography, and child sex trafficking. All of these charges change from, like, just a state, you know, short prison sentence basically mm-hmm. now he's looking at life in prison with all of these federal charges so in november uh, of 2017 about eight months after the incident at the motel ralph shorty pleaded guilty to one count of child sex trafficking and this was in an agreement with a plea deal um so that the child pornography charges would be dropped so mm-hmm. in late 2018 ralph shorty was sentenced to 15 years in prison I know, not that 15 years in prison and 10 years of supervised release, and he will be a re- registered sex offender for life. 
Um, mm. Such a slap on the wrist. I mean, Seriously. everybody agreed that he should have been, you know, sentenced for much longer. Um, so his wife obviously divorced him and she and the kids changed their names. Good. And they know it was clear that she had no idea what was going on. Um, the FBI and this, like I said, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, they did allude that there was more on him. But this was just kind of the priority at the time. Mm -hmm. So you can only imagine what if he's doing this. Um, Mm -hmm. So then in January 2019, Judge did Gwisty. I'm probably saying that wrong. Ordered Shorty to pay his victim $125,850. The cost Mm -hmm. of the recommended treatment. And he is scheduled to be released from prison on December 16th, 2030. Like, are they meaning like the therapy the kid's going to have to go through? Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And so that's a lot of money over $125,000. But I, I, not that it matters at all, but I just looked up a picture of him and he's fat and gross. Yeah, he is. (laughs) He is. (laughs) Which is like, of course it does not matter if he looked like fucking Gollum or he looked like Fabio, even though I think that guy's gross too. I'm going to try to find the picture, a screenshot picture of him with his stupid sandwich shirt on to share because I was just You should humiliate him extra. Yeah. This guy's gross. And I think I, I definitely think Mm-mm. he got a slap on the wrist with everything going on and it this has been we going know on for a while that, that happened to i was it just gonna never, bring that up yeah yeah it and, never is the way it should be and i do think that the wife probably had absolutely no idea what was going on because if this was done at work and you know he's on a work trip or going exactly. to dc he's and stuff, probably gone a lot she probably has no idea i guarantee and they said there was absolutely no evidence now this also goes to show this was a likable guy even you know dog the bounty hunter was <laughs> friends with him and and we, like we said, we knew someone for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he had similar charges um, brought against him and, and mm-hmm. basically got a slap on the wrist, too. Yep, and is out. Yeah, it was, in, like, less than a year. I don't even think it was a year. I think, like, part of the time between when he got caught and when the trial happened, it, like, counted as that. Time because served, the, but the then amount he got work he release and, and stuff and... Yeah. So basically, so. he got grounded in prison mm-hmm. and still got to go to work. And yeah. yeah. And it sucks because, like, he's local, too. Yeah. Like, and obviously, we're not going to say his name or anything like that. No. But, like, yeah, he's but local. If and you know people us have seen or him. know him, then you know. But um, it just mm-hmm. goes to show that, like, you know, people could have absolutely no idea. And mm-hmm. it, it, what people do, you know, behind closed doors, you don't know. And then what people do online, because all of his mm-hmm. stuff was online and you know this person that we knew and then yeah. same with, and same of course with it's Ralph. like obviously it was, those children still got hurt but mm-hmm. he didn't offend on a net like physically yeah physically um, it was not that it makes it better but yeah all it was was on the computer mm-hmm. and but his... they were felonies weren't they <laughs> and then uh, yeah. i think he took the plea and so it was reduced but mm-hmm. yeah so i kind of covered this because i was like wow it kind of not hits close to home but it's just like wow i knew someone for you know almost two decades and Mm-hmm. and that happens so i can't even imagine how his yeah i've known him since i was little mm-hmm. and it's just weird and yeah you're like uh the they had different schedules because mm-hmm. like uh i think she worked nights and he worked days yeah and, and so, so it just and the it, kids were super little so yeah. like they you know getting on the computer while your kids are running around it's whatever yeah and so, so i don't think she had any idea and no. um yeah and i so that's the same thing you never know like i don't even put 
um, um, Kurt and I both, we don't put pictures of the girls online mm-hmm. because of that simple reason. Like, oh, all of everybody on my list is family and friends. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. It really And nobody doesn't. wants to think that. Nobody wants to be like, there's a predator amongst grandma. You know, there's like grandma's on your friends list, but you just don't you know. You never know. And you think this whole time that it's fine. And, you know, I knew someone um, who ended up having a predator family member and that family member developed photos at Rite Aid. Yeah. So think yeah. of how many pictures you take of your little baby's naked biscuits. I know. And... It's gross mm-hmm. and it sucks because it's like you don't want to think that but this is a disgusting reality that we yeah, live in. Yeah and in our area there's a lot of um, you know sex offenders in our area and mm-hmm. you can look it up online. Um, I You could just look up a sex offender registry. I can't remember. Yeah the exact you usually website. have to put in your information. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you could see the type and you can mm-hmm. categorize it out by like child or you know minor and unfortunately mm-hmm in the area that we live there's a lot of that because i was showing Mm -hmm. jack and i was like oh my gosh and that's just like yeah and that whole rule that you think of them not being x amount within a school they literally mean like you can't live across the street but you can Uh live five houses down yeah and that's why i get so frustrated with all Mm -hmm. the the homeless like we were talking about just camped out in front of the high school yeah and it's it's like like, it has nothing to do with the fact that they're homeless i would be pissed off if some guy in the neighborhood just drove down the street and put Mm -hmm. their chair up and was watching the kids kids play football yeah exactly (laughs) like i don't want anybody just staring it's weird because you never freaking know no and it sucks because you really are just like you're trying to make it through your life and in a place that i used to live at in an apartment complex like right as we had moved in there was a predator that lived Mm -hmm. there because my sister-in-law used to live in the complex Mm -hmm. like there's a playground there there's a pool there we were two three blocks away from a school Mm -hmm. they just can't literally be across the street but they're right there everywhere you go yeah and it's scary to think because in this this case darker turn but it's our reality and that's why i i almost did a a whole new case i Mm -hmm. last night i finished this early like really early and Uh so i almost did a whole other one but then the more i thought about it i was like you know what it's a topic that is it is a crime and mm-hmm. um, absolutely it doesn't matter that the kid isn't dead he's gonna be no. have weird shit feelings forever and obviously the kid reached out to him he responded to the email so that kid does need some therapy if he's you know but he's seven he was 17 at the time he's mm-hmm. an adult now um and but it's just predators like that that reach out for the young and vulnerable and and this mm-hmm. was a senator <laughs> and that i think is what everyone was so shocked there's like there's no way this likable guy it could like we just keep saying it could be anyone mm-hmm. it could be anyone so i was literally just telling you before we started this that i have gone to i just found out of somebody else um obviously i'm not going to name names or anything but the mm-hmm. area that i grew up in there have been one two i actually forgot somebody else mm-hmm. by the way one two three four people that i not some a couple i knew personally Mm -hmm. and then another i just knew of that have committed murders four that's crazy and i'm like get the fuck out of here and i think there's almost another one too and it's like you you just can't you cannot think that you truly hate me (sighs) it could be you i'm just kidding but it's like you really just don't you You never know i know how to to kill you (laughs) but yeah it really is just you think you know people yeah and you you don't. don't So. And it's a good thing about making sure you talk to your children. Yes. Monitor I, their... You don't have to, like, snoop in their shit, but mm-mm. there's a reality that they need to understand that, like, you have to have these real conversations. Yes. You can't just be like, people suck. You got to be like, look, I was a teenager. 
on the birth of the internet yep. and I had dirty, nasty old men send me pictures of yep. whatever. And it, and it doesn't matter. They, they could have thought that I was a 20 year old boy. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And yeah, people can pretend to be anybody online. And mm-hmm. Troy, you know, kind of learned that the hard way with just that one girl that, you know. <laughs> she and so, cuckoo. Yeah. And so it's just, yeah, I've had that conversation with my kids. And it's hard. It's hard parenting in this, you know, mm-hmm. this age. But, yeah, definitely talk to your kids about these creepy creeps, predators like. Ralph mm-hmm. Shorty <laughs> so I know he he really is gross you'll see his picture on Instagram unfortunately yeah <laughs> like I said doesn't matter if they're good looking or not but like mm-hmm. Ew. I'll try <laughs> to find the sandwich shirt picture <laughs> I bet you, you you could find the shirt in general online even if you oh, can't probably. find him in it but no I want you to see a stupid face all the scared stupid face all like oh, scared, god. oh my gosh with a stupid, <laughs> stupid sandwich shirt, shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyways ridiculous <laughs> Well, with that, stay crafty. And not stupid sandwich shirt crimey. (laughs) Bye. Bye.